Hello, everybody. You're listening to a new episode of Living with TBI. So in every episode, I try to have some type of theme or some type of message at the end that gives people encouragement. And as I'm saying it, it gives me encouragement because, um, for example, if I'm talking about some of the improvements, like with my vision or speech, I like to talk about that because it helps me remember that I am making improvements and that is very important. Uh, today, I don't really have a theme. It takes me a while to find the energy to record. It takes even longer to think about something to record about. But last night, my wife and I, uh, we, we did a two hour, I mean, not two hours, excuse me. We went on a two mile walk. Now we live in a very, very busy area in New York city. We live in Queens, New York. And the section of Queens we live in is just as bad as Manhattan. So we try to plan when we go out because the, the noise pollution in this area is really bad. It is horrible. I can sit in the living room with the balcony door open and motorcycles will just drive by. And it's not like they drive by my neighborhood. Well, the neighborhood, yes, but not on, on the block that I live in. There's a connecting road that leads to Woodhaven. And about 2.30 in the afternoon, it is packed. And I'm talking about packed with cars, packed with people, packed with mopeds, scooters, skateboards. <laughs> um, now people have modded modded their scooters to sound like motorcycles and then you have the vehicles that have the exhaust that sounds like a gunshot right the engine is backfiring or whatever and to top it off there's a park nearby and across the street directly in front of where i live there's a parking lot so people go there and they smoke weed they listen to their music from the cars. There's essentially noise pollution 24-7. Even at night, when you think things would be calm, there's something going on. Because there's either police cars or ambulance or fire trucks. So we timed it so that we can leave in the evening. We took a walk to Forest Hills to go eat dinner. The plan is we walk a few miles, we eat dinner, and then we walk a few miles coming back home so that we can burn some calories after we eat dinner. Little did we know that yesterday there was some kind of backup. The traffic was ridiculous. The traffic on Queens Boulevard was at a standstill at some points. And then to top it off, you had, you had a, an ambulance trying to 
drive through this traffic. So no matter how far we walked, it was as if the ambulance was on pace with us <laughs> because it couldn't get through the traffic on Queens Boulevard. Which is weird because we've gone to different countries and as soon as they hear a siren on the road, all the cars will either stop, they'll pull over to the side and stop. Not in New York City. In New York City, they don't give a crap. They'll just keep driving. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing. So we get to our restaurant. Well, not ours. We get to the restaurant. It just seems to get worse and worse because we assumed that this particular restaurant where we've gone to plenty of times, it's normally okay when it comes to crowds. It's never really crowded, never really noisy. Well, eventually that, that was going to come to an end and it, was, it came to an end last night because as soon as we walked in, they wanted to seat us in, a, in an area that was already surrounded by people. But not only that, there was a little infant kid next to the table they wanted to seat us. So my wife immediately said, oh, can we sit towards the back? They move us to the back to this. And then once we sit, once as I'm walking towards the seat where we're going to be seated, there were two kids, one on each side. One was probably six months old and the other one on my right side was probably one years old so i told my wife i said holy crap we went from one situation to a worse situation and so i had to put on my headphones put on the noise cancellation because the, the kid was start starting the, the one-year-old was whining a lot the the newborn was pretty chill and the parents were doing all they could to hold the baby and rock them. And there were times where the, the, inf the newborn was making noise and that's understandable because it's a newborn baby. It's surrounded by people. It's in a noisy area and the baby's aggravated, probably felt tired and hungry. So I understood that. But I had to put on my noise, uh, noise canceling headphones while my wife and I were having dinner. And I felt like shit. And this is something that my doctors, my psychiatrists, they tell me all the time. You're going to have to use your headphones as soon as you step out. I can't get used to it. I'm 51 years old. And for most of my life, so I'm 51, four years ago, I got injured. So at the age of 47, so 47 years of my life, I interacted with people like normal people do. And when we went out to eat, as I got, got older and I interacted with people in real life, we would sit at a table and talk. Even if the place was noisy, we just got closer to each other and spoke out loud. 
that personal interaction is what as as a as a teenager and as an adult i enjoyed the most because you're with your friends you're with your loved ones and you don't care about your surroundings you're just there to enjoy your company now here i am with my wife and we're talking actually scratch that we are communicating via text messages <laughs> and i actually saw a lady looking at me as i'm sitting eating my food with a pair of headphones looking at my phone typing and not saying a word to my wife i'm sure that lady must have been like wow these guys must really <laughs> these guys must really hate each other they're really bored of each other's company. Now, of course, in my condition, I can care less what she thinks. But sometimes, sometimes you just find yourself worrying and not feeling good about it. I didn't feel good about that. And then as we left the restaurant, we start walking back home. We realized the traffic got worse. <laughs> now, this is close to 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. So, obviously, there was some kind of accident that just threw all the traffic into a loop. And it caused a, a huge backup. Because at 7.50 p.m., the traffic usually dies down. This was a standstill. Like there were cross sections where cars were trying to cross. And, and they were all stuck in the middle of, of a, a very busy road. It was, it was crazy. There was even a police car stuck with its sirens, sirens on. And nobody could go anywhere. Police car couldn't go anywhere. But that damn siren was going off. So that was annoying. Because even with my noise cancellation on. I can still hear it. And it's like, like the saying goes, and I've stated this on several podcasts, when the sensitivity of, of one of your senses is increased, that is because it is trying to make up for sense, for, for, for the senses that have been compromised. So my hearing is, is super sensitive to certain frequencies, and it is the most annoying thing. We've been watching this show on, on uh, Apple TV. I can't remember the name of the show, even though we watched the recent episode last night. And there, there was one episode where the baby in, in the, in the show was crying all the freaking time. And I had to freaking put the TV on mute. Then to top it off, they kept putting scenes where a pot of water was boiling and the, the steam pressure makes the, you know, the pot whistle. Like when you're making tea, boiling water for tea. They kept using that scene. And so I would have to mute the freaking TV because the, the frequency of those sounds 
drive me crazy. And lately, my balance has been really bad. I don't know what the hell it is. And the light sensitivity, I still have issues with that. So I have to walk around with sunglasses during the day. Sometimes I got to wear them indoors because the lighting just messes with me as well. So I got noise cancellation, headphones, sunglasses, <laughs> a hat. And here I am trying to have a conversation with my wife. Now, luckily, my, my headphones, they do have some type of software where they call it conversation awareness. So as my wife is talking to me, the noise cancellation kind of the strength of the noise cancellation goes down and I can hear her and I can hear myself talk. So I'm not yelling, but it doesn't work all the way because for example, when the ambulance was going by the noise cancellation, because of the software will activate, but it needs to hear the siren going off. And by then the noise has already ticked off the fight or flight. Now, the one positive is that I already knew the ambulance was there, so it wasn't something that caught me off guard. When I'm caught off guard, that's when I get aggressive and angry. When I know something's there, for example, if I know an ambulance is coming because you can hear it blocks away and I see the lights coming towards my direction, I know to cover my ears or if I have my headphones on, I have my noise cancellation on. So even though the, the noise still irritates me because of the sensitivity, the, the heightened sensitivity, I don't, I'm not surprised. I'm not aggravated. I'm not caught off guard. And that's the one thing that I've been able to narrow down when I do my self-evaluation. Because I've always been the type of person that I look back and I think to myself, what did I do wrong? Especially with work. It, it, it was something that I did when I played football. It is something that I did when I was in drama class in high school. I always did a self-evaluation. Like what could I have done better that particular day? Where are my strengths? Where are my weaknesses? Those things I have to work on. And luckily, I've been able to keep that part of myself after my injury, because ever since my injury from day one, I obviously knew that there was something wrong with my head, but the doctors, it took them a while to take it serious. And to this day, when I feel, let's say I lose my balance, I'm thinking in my head, why did I lose my balance? What was I doing in that particular moment? And a lot of times it's when I turn too quickly and I don't move my feet as I'm turning. Like I essentially have to move my entire body to, to look to my side. I can't just turn my head to the side and then turn back because I lose balance. So... The noise sensitivity, that was easy. I know that I just need to put on my sunglasses all the time. There are days where it, the, the sky is overcast, 
you know, like the sun is blocked by the, the clouds. I can walk around without my sunglasses uh, somewhat comfortably. And I've done it on purpose. I've, of course, had the sunglasses with me. And then I walked around. The, the, the thing I can't do is risk looking at a shiny uh, surface and risking that some type of sunlight hits that shiny surface. So I have to be somewhat disciplined when I'm not wearing my glasses in a very cloudy day where there's no harsh sunlight beaming through. Now, I've been in situations where it was cloudy, and then I took a walk, and the next thing I know, it's super bright. So there's always that risk. So I would assume that in the wintertime, I may be able to get away with walking around without sunglasses. But then if I go in a, in, a, in a store with certain types of light, I might have to put the sunglasses on. So I never know. So in that case, I have them with me all the time. Same thing with my hat. It, it's, uh, and I'm not the only one who does this. It, 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 if, I don't know if it's mental or it's just a way to keep focused, but having my hat on, it does help. I don't know what it is. But the sunglasses and the hat, it's like part of my wardrobe. Now, when it comes to the noise, that is the one thing I'm being really stubborn about. I'm being really stubborn about that. And the fact is, once I am startled, I could put on the, I can activate the noise cancellation, but by then, I already have the headache. I'm already aggressive i'm agitated i've been in situations where it seemed like a little kid just appeared out of thin air and started yelling directly behind me and i've out loud cursed like and i'm gonna tell you exactly what i said i yelled out what the fuck and and my wife you know my wife's so patient with me and she's a tiny little you know five foot maybe 411 filipino lady and if it's not for her I, I don't know what i would do when when i lose my temper now when i really lose my temper there's not a lot anyone can do but there's like for example when i when i picked up the shopping car and i slammed it to the ground because the, the some teenager just started yelling like a few feet away from my ear and that caught me off guard and I turned around and I stared him right in the face and I, I was ready to just choke this kid out but maybe because my wife's next to me and I know something could happen to her if I if I do something stupid she would be the one to get hurt and also I, I would get hurt <laughs> because I got hit in the back of the head where I, I, we were taking out the groceries. We have a Subaru, uh, we have a Subaru Outback. And so it has the wagon. Uh, it's, it's shaped like a wagon. 
And so the back, the back door to get to the back, <laughs> it opens upwards like a wagon. So we were taking out, uh, I'm sorry, folks, I'm starting to like lose my thought a lot more now because um, I've gone past the threshold. So bear with me. Um, so we were doing, we were taking the groceries out and I bumped the back of my head. Uh, I mean, when I hit the back of my head, I felt it in the spot where I got hurt, where, where the 15 pound object hit me in the head. I felt it. That's where I felt the pain. And it was a weird pain. Like it was, I didn't hit hard either, but I felt a sensation run through the same. Cause remember, well, for those of you that don't know, when I got injured, the pain that I felt as soon as that battery hit me, I felt like somebody stabbed me through my head, through my eye, all the way to the back of my head. It was a, uh, it was a pain I never felt before and I'll never forget. And it wasn't the same pain that I felt that day when I, when I bumped the back of my head, it was like a, a, a like a dull, like a dull irritation, but it was the same route, but in reverse where the pain traveled when I first got injured. I mean, the pain was so excruciating, I thought my eye popped out. Like, legitimately, I'm holding my eye thinking that it was out of the socket. And I swore that it was out the socket. I'm telling my, my coworker, I'm like, is my eye still in the socket? And he's like, yeah, your eye is okay. I'm like, dude, it hurts. Like, it's out of the socket. Thankfully, it wasn't. So... I got to be careful. Like, I can't just go out there and start crap with anybody. Like, I can't. Like, so I, I'll put myself at risk. And, and most importantly, I'll put my wife at a lot of risk if I do something stupid. So I'll, knowing that she's next to me, it, it, really, it, it really puts that voice, that, 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 that voice in the back of my head is more prominent where it's like, dude, stop it. Which is a good thing because some of us with TBI, we can't control, we can't control our temper. We can't control our actions. So I'm very fortunate. Not everyone is going to be able to talk themselves out of doing something dangerous to themselves or to somebody else. So I'm very thankful. And see, earlier I was talking about how I didn't have a theme. I didn't have a message. But as I'm talking about it, once again, I have to be thankful for the small victories that I am able to achieve. Because having some type of control over my anger, over my aggression, that is a huge huge victory because I can do something very dangerous to someone or to myself and 
the lives of many people would change for the worse. I don't want to do that. And my wife and I, we still have plans. We still have plans to go to, to, to Spain and maybe live there for a year. We're talking about ways to get uh, certain types of visas, like the non-lucrative visa. And we're even thinking about moving. Uh, if we do decide to stay in the, in the United States, moving somewhere like Arizona where there's a lot of open space the weather is as hot as hell over there <laughs> but my wife because of her medication that she has to take after uh she finished her chemo it hurts her, her joints so maybe the warm weather is going to help her as well i mean it didn't help her during the summer days so that's something we would have to keep an eye on and just the quality of life outside of America is just so much better. And at a certain point in your life, that becomes way more important than physical items. It is something that I had to learn the hard way after I got injured, after COVID. A lot of people learned the same thing. The quality of life, the experience of life has more value than the latest smartphone or the latest fashion statement. And in order to enjoy your life with your loved ones, you need to be smart with your finances and analyze exactly what it is you'd rather spend your money on. Would you rather spend it on your family and the experiences that you will create by going somewhere together? And or being with your friends, or would you rather spend the money on a brand new pair of sneakers that you really couldn't afford, so you had to put it on credit? And then six months down the line, you want to get another pair of sneakers that are better than the pair that you currently have. It's a cycle. So, in my late 40s, I had to learn that the hard way. And I'm always telling people, hey, there's going to come a time where you're going to enjoy the simple things in life. And one of those is the quality of life. So the sooner you know that, the easier it'll be to start saving up and to come up with a plan where you can get away from the hectic, hectic life uh, that we currently, you know, the, the, we live in such a hectic society, it's hard to get away from it in the United States if you travel a little bit, if you're capable of traveling. For me, I'm right at the border of being ca capable and able to travel via airplane. And there are people who can't. If it wasn't for noise cancellation headphones, I wouldn't be nowhere near an airport. Thankfully, our credit cards pay for uh, Clear, which allows you to go through TSA a lot quicker. And there's other uh, things with global entry, I believe, stuff like that. They give you an advantage from 
having to sit with everyone else during the TSA checks. Uh, so we are able to cut that time by, you know, depending on which airport and what time of day you go, we can go on right away sometimes. So that really helps because, of course, the crowds, I still can't, I can't function in a crowd. I, I start panicking. I, I, I get really, not aggressive, but I get really like a cat. When you see a cat looking everywhere because they don't know their environment and their eyes are wide open, that's how I get. Uh, minus, you know, the butt licking, you know, cats like to lick their butts. Uh, I don't know why I said that, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because for those of you that don't know, there's a neighborhood cat that my wife and I take care of. And my son, whenever he comes home from college, the three of us take care of him. We'll let him come home and sleep overnight in, in the living room. We have food for him. We have litter. So he's somewhat part of the family. So we always laugh whenever we see him uh, maintaining himself. Because <laughs> we're like, imagine if people were doing that and capable of doing, you know, licking their own butts. I know this episode took a real crazy turn for the worse. So that's a good sign that I should start logging off. <laughs> I do apologize. If you can't have fun, um, if you can't laugh a little bit, you really need to reevaluate yourself and stop letting things drag you down. Uh, laughter is a very good medicine for a lot of things. It's temporary but it does help. So I'm going to wrap things up. I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, you guys take care of yourselves and I'll talk to you later.